Welcome to the Man of War podcast, where we redefine the modern day warrior. From the battlefield to the boardroom, learn the strategies, tactics, philosophies, and of course, the mindset of elite men from all walks of life. Prepare yourself for a deep dive into the heart of a warrior. Arise a warrior, my brothers. Welcome back to the Man of War. My name is Rafa Conde, and of course, I am your host, a man on a mission here to transform you into a modern day warrior. That is my mission. Now listen, a couple of things on the pipeline. First of all, the Conclave of Warriors 2, December 14, 15. You gotta be there. All right, if you missed it last year, especially, you can't afford to miss it this year. It was a very powerful event, transformational event across the board last year. And I got to tell you, the people that we met, the people that met and connected and networked was just mind-boggling. I love to feel like there are other like-minded individuals out there that are thinking on the same page and have that same mission. All right, you need to get yourself around people. You got to get out of that box. All right, you got to step out there and rub shoulders with other high-level individuals. This is the way you're going to continue getting better across the board. Look, our speaker cadre is absolutely phenomenal. We got Bradley, Craig Sawyer, Mike Ritland, Matt Sapuola, Chris Cavallini, and myself. All right, if you don't know any of these guys, you need to go look them up. Go to conclaveofwarriors.com. That's where the tickets are sold, and that tells you who these guys are, okay? Because these are very unique individuals. They're not out there, you know, in every other event, okay? Because the reality is that we didn't want to make this a boring-ass event, all right? We wanted to make this an event with a specific message. We're talking about mental toughness, about discipline, about understanding business elements that are important for you to take it up to another level, leadership skills. We're talking about taking actionable goals. We're talking about the mind, right? Constantly improving that mind and connecting that with everything that you do. Listen, it's a very deep event. It's two days. We're talking a VIP, uh, a great VIP party that we're going to have that Saturday night. We're going to have a uh, breakfast, uh, um, inner sanctum breakfast, which is going to be a mastermind type breakfast. That's going to be very, very connected. You're going to meet some great individuals there. We have hundreds of individuals coming from all over the United States, okay, from all walks of life. So don't think that this is only like uh, military guys or or first responders or, or anything like that. This is from all walks of life. We got real estate, we got salespeople, entrepreneurs across the board, we got writers, we have, I mean, look, we're gonna have Dewey Buzella in the house. If you don't know who Dewey Buzella is, you need to go look him up, all right? 26 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. There's a movie about him, there is a book about him. The dude is straight up, okay? And I'm honored to have him in our Man of War Society. He's gonna be speaking in the war room sessions the second day, all right? We got George Surreal, we have, um, of course, my wife, Rachel, I can't leave her out because she's going to be doing something very special for the ladies, something that we haven't even rolled out as of this podcast yet. But she is kicking ass and her message is legit across the board. Look, we're taking things to a next level here, definitely to a next level. And I want you to join us with that. Support this movement because I care about each and every one of you. All right. And you can tell by just the fact that I'm constantly disseminating 
and giving you that tough love because that's where it is. That's how I know how to give it. And I believe that that is really missing in this day and age, people. It really is, okay? Because the reality is that you can go get your little huggy huggy fest and a million events out there. This is not what this type of event is at all. Another thing that I want to express myself deeply here, we're not selling you jack shit. All right, listen to me. We're not selling you anything. All right, so I want you to go to this event. I want to shake your hands. I want you to step out of that change and moving forward in life with something very, very positive, with an, a, a frame structure, with literally tangible things that you can do right here and right now to make that life change. All right, my brothers, conclaveofwarriors.com. If you use the code INSPIRE, all in capital letters, all right, right now that's the only code that's still available, all right, that's going to save you $50 from all levels. There is a general admission level, a VIP level, and of course an inner sanctum level. That's INSPIRE, all right, all capital letters, and it's a conclaveofwarriors.com. All right, another thing, all right. You know, I put this podcast out. I give you some badass information. I'm asking you guys simply to leave a review on iTunes. That is so important because the reality is that this is how we are gauged, okay? Um, and if we don't get that type of, of feedback on iTunes, what happens is that we start dropping. You guys have been kicking ass. There's no doubt about it because we're continuing to trend up every single month. And I'm just honored that you guys are on this. You love these podcasts and I have them, I'm serving them up for you. And I want you to get as much as you can from each podcast. But remember, like I always say, all right, you can get some great things from podcasts, but in reality, if you don't apply them and then you don't integrate them into your life, what happens, right? They fall apart and you fall apart and you really don't use shit. You just listen to this and then you don't apply to anything. You don't apply anything to your life. So please, all right, be smart about it. Take some of these elements, some of these messages and apply them into your life. Okay, thank you for the amount of followers that you guys have pushed me on Instagram. I'm freaking stoked. We are what three, four, five, six. We're about five times. We're about a 500% growth, right, from last year on Instagram followers. We are approaching. Uh, my goal here is to have 20,000 followers by the end of this uh, year, and we are definitely in pace for that. So I wanna thank you for that. I communicate with a bunch of you via DMs. I'm doing a lot of lives there. The code, the uh, my ID for the um, uh, Instagram is at man of war with two R's, that's at man of war. Please give me a follow and contribute, man. Go out there, you know, show up on the lives and, and DM me. I love to, to communicate with you guys for sure. All right, so this podcast, Steve Edis is in the house, brought him into the studio. We kicked off a, a badass podcast. I think you're going to enjoy it. This guy is definitely a self-made man, uh, someone that has uh, gone through shit and has stepped up and it's kicking ass out there. So I want you to gain uh, some knowledge from this and more importantly, start implementing some of these elements into your life right now. Stand by. Steve Edison, welcome to the Man of War podcast, my brother. It's a great honor to have you on, man. Thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be here. Awesome, awesome. Now, listen, a couple of things here. This guy has made it big time, all right? But, okay, like any good, solid businessman, any good warrior-minded man, he has stepped up and he has been through challenges, overcome a shitload of them to get to where he is today. 
and I'm proud to bring him on, and he's going to disseminate a great, powerful message. So as always, people, grab a pen and paper and take notes. All right, so what I want to do here, Steve, first of all, tell me a little bit about who you are and where you came from. Most of all, I'm a father, husband, friend, son, citizen, and ultimately I'm the CEO of Dynamic Capital. Um, I thrive in all sorts of environments, whether it's family, private, public. Um, but what I really look to do is uh, put my thumbprint on Main Street USA uh, as a company, Dynamic Capital. We provide working capital to small business throughout the United States, Canada, Puerto Rico. Um, as a father, I'm continually to raise and teach and got three little girls, all three different uh, personalities, but great uh, challenges and great rewards. And uh, my wife, Mara, will, I think you've had the pleasure of meeting. Without her, nothing's possible. None, none of this is possible. None of this is success. So um, that's who I am. Awesome. All right. So let's start from scratch. Um, you come from, where were you born? I was in the, born in New Jersey. Okay. Born and raised Edison, New Jersey. Went to a little prep school over there. Came down to school in South Florida, Miami, and was blown away of what was happening at the transition of, you know, the early 90s in, in Miami. And it was just sucked me in. I, I loved it. So you've been here in South Florida for well over 20 years now, huh? Pushing 25, 26. Nice. nice. All right. So what made you start, you know, focusing on where you are right now? How did you get there? How did your journey start to where you are now today? <laughs> It's funny you say that. I, I started as a street hustler. Um, hustling, not what you think. I started hustling these devices that a, that a friend of a friend of mine had, had created, and I put my arm around them, told them we're partners now. They're called beer busters, three-inch piece of plastics, uh, which put a carb on it. You put it on a beer bottle, you're able to turn a beer bong into literally a, a handheld shotgun. Damn. So I started this when we were like 20, 21, and we went up and down Ocean Drive, literally hustling these $5 products. and That's interesting. Cool. For there, I created a street team. Mm -hmm. uh, my street team, we started putting out thousands of these on a monthly basis. And from there, we started partnering up with local nightclubs and bars and restaurants. And one thing led to another. Next thing I knew, I had a bar and restaurant sitting here on Washington Avenue and 615 Washington Avenue when it was jumping. So I got in the nightclub business when it was small boutique on South Florida and Miami Beach. Yep. We had a great run, and then the big boys came in, and their marketing budgets on a monthly basis were greater than we were doing on an annual basis, so kind of moved out of there into some other aspects of life and got into the finance world, mm -hmm. um, stumbled and bumbled a couple different jobs of myself or had a couple different companies I started, which I made more mistakes than you could possibly imagine. Good thing that I learned from all those. Got into the mortgage space and had a great run, and we all know what happened to the housing market in the bubble. And oh, yeah. That was <laughs> a bad one. <laughs> so that was a unique time. Uh, Lehman Brothers went under, and I knew, oh, wow, this is, this is a change that we need to make. And um, moved on, uh, got into another uh, space. I, I started selling hard assets, uh, gold, silver, platinum, palladium. We had a great run. Um, when I first started, silver was somewhere around $5 an ounce. Gold was around six fifty. Mm -hmm. uh, silver ran up to forty nine, and yeah. gold was almost two thousand. Mm -hmm. Then Osama bin Laden was taken out, and I don't know if you follow the precious metal sector, but from that day up until about a couple of months ago, it's been a slow, painful drip in the depreciating value of the metals. 
So there was no way to make money there. And I just remember talking to the gentleman who sold me my leads. I said, what am I going to do? Right, right. He said, gold and silver are dead. He said, you got to check out this other industry. And the other industry was, you know, alternative funding, alternative advances to small businesses. Mm -hmm. I explored the space. I teamed up with a small company here in uh, Miami. I started the retail division, blew it up, and then um, left there to start my own venture from my kitchen table. That was about seven years ago. Uh, over the past seven years, we funded about 500 to $600 million to small businesses throughout the United States, Canada, Puerto wow. Rico, and... You know, we're just looking to grow and expand our, our footprint throughout throughout the United States. That's great, great, great stuff. All right, so let's talk for four. You know, there's a lot of people out here that listen to the podcast that think that um, individuals like yourself that are successful, individuals that have made it or are on the road to making it, um, they think that it just kind of comes, you know, it, it just happens, okay, from overnight, one day to another, or they think that they can go out there and just uh, – um, you know, ask for a job and then somehow, some way, climb up the ladder in, in the corporate America, okay, or whether you're an entrepreneur or you're working for a business, whatever it is. Talk to me about the hard work that you put in, that effort that you put in to get to where you are today. I mean, you're talking about being a hustler, going out there, selling all sorts of shit. You know, in reality, you know, learning and gaining experience because that's what a warrior does, right? You learn and you overcome these battles, but you learn from them. And then you start implementing all these tactics and strategies into your life right here and right now to get to where you are today well i gotta tell you rafa it, it has been a wild ride most of the things that we know and the reason why we make the right decisions because probably we made the wrong decisions along the way whether it was uh, cash flow management hiring the right pe wrong people uh staying loyal to someone who wasn't loyal to you uh making terrible investments choices <laughs> I've slept on different couches from different periods of time. People don't see the couch surfing. They yep. think your overnight success, well, it took me almost 49 years for the overnight success. Uh, what people don't see is the 4.45 a.m. wake-ups. Right. The, yep. the 11, a. 11 p.m. coming home, not seeing your four-year-old for three days in a row, even though you're under the same roof. Um, the sacrifices that you make personally, physically, mentally, relationships that – you have to put on the back burner, even though um, you know that that's where you should be, but making a life and a living for your family so that they could go to dance classes, so they don't have to worry about being in the public schools and being exposed to that. Um, these are the sacrifices that you make so that your personal life can be in, in a better situation. I call it, you know, your success will be dictated on how much shit you're actually willing to eat. The more shit you could eat, the more you're able to do and the more success you'll have. And when you step, once you step over that, that threshold and you open the door to the other side where, you know, you start now living a life that's a little bit more with, you have more financial freedom. You're able to put your kids in private school, give your, your wife and your family what they deserve. Because in my opinion, financial freedom is for everyone. All right. Abundance of money. And I'm a big believer that look, all right. It, it, money is only obviously worth what you spend on it. it it's not good. You know, if you put it in your bank account and let it grow, that's great. But it doesn't have any true value until, all right, you fucking spend it. And you do things with it like that. Like you're saying, put, you know, your family 
in private school, take, you know, trips, enjoy your family. That's the other side of the house. That's across that other door. It's not, you know, the sleepless nights, the the getting home at 11 o'clock at night, waking up early, you know, freaking pounding day in and day out. It's when you open that door and you start using the money in the right way to live life, to enjoy life, all right? Because as a warrior-minded individual, if you're the type of individual that's just going out there working, 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 and then really in the end not getting anything out of it except just working, working, there's no goal, there's no mission, there's no vision, okay? You know, you're basically a zombie in this world, okay? Um, so talk to me about your mission and your vision when you started, when you were going out there, when you were freaking pounding it, you know, you had to have some type of goal, right? Some type of vision. What was that? Well, before I had kids and before I was married, uh, my vision was, hey, I- I'm a single young man. I want to go out there and have the best life possible, right? I want to be in the right spots. I want to I be in the right places. But then the responsibilities came, uh, the children, the wife, etc. And then in order to I had to take a half step back, Rafa. In order to go out there and do the pounding, wake up at 4.45 in the morning, be consistent, take the beatings, keep coming back, you have to have a why and a purpose first. And unless you know what you're going out there every single day, every single night, every single morning fighting for, there's not really much real fight in you. You're probably a paper tiger. You could probably push back pretty easy. But when you look at someone who's got children, wife, goals, needs, is civic-minded, you see a different drive, a different want, a different, um, really, fire inside that person. So it's kind of hard to, to say, hey, there's someone who's waking up and doing it and without the why and, and the purpose. I don't think they, they, go, they go hand in hand. They don't come independently of each other. I agree with you 100%. I think that the, the reality when everything is said and done is if you don't have that energy to wake up out of bed and, and have a purpose in life, I mean, you're not going to get that far. You're literally, you're, you're just a bag in the wind getting blown around wherever the day comes. Unless you have a purpose, a plan, a goal, and literally directions how to get there, <laughs> you're just taking what the yep. world gives you, and the world's a brutal place. It will kick you down when you're down. It will stomp you. So you've got to pull yourself up and just get your mind right. What is one of the most difficult challenges that you've, had, that you've come across in your life that you've really had to, that you struggled overcoming? For me, it has to be the physical challenges that I've self-inflicted gunshot wounds, I like to call them, from just sports or being crazy. You know, um, in my height of my, my, my run, when in my mid-20s, I ruptured my bicep tendon which was like put a complete damper on me. But what happened was I had complications. I had a staph infection. It took me a year and a half to mm. overcome that. Uh, once that was done, I decided to you know, do something stupid, and my left bicep tendon turned. And then over the years, everything has, has gone on me, so to speak. And about uh, 2015, I fractured my back in five places, um, which is probably one of the worst things. When you lay down, you can't get back up. How'd you do that? I'd like to tell you I was wrestling a bear, but I was on a trampoline <laughs> with my kids. Oh, and it was just a freak thing. Damn. I felt it go, and I fractured five vertebrae, starting with my um, um, S1, L5, all the way up. Damn. 
Um, they want to do a uh, fuse my lower spine, do a double dysotomy, and I, I had a he- I met a healer. I met someone uh, in Coral Gables. His name was uh, Dr. Alan Creed, mm. and he told me, he said, you go to a doctor right now, they will slice you, they will dice you, but you will get ready for your first, second, and third surgery because you're a mess. He told me straight up, you are a mess, and you could fight it, okay, or you could go get surgery and they'll cut you tomorrow. So during that time, one of my buddies up in New York heard that I had a injured my back the first thing he said steve do not take one painkiller because the what you take the pain you feel today you will feel in six months and you will feel in a year and you will not come off those painkillers so i had to go through the whole injury rehab pretty much on on aspirin and advils yeah uh because of the fear i did not want to be in that situation sure so literally uh took about three years, literally, until my first real workout was at the Conclave of Warriors with, you know, a bunch of great guys, which was an amazing experience in my life. And that was like a turning point in my life. Uh, um, I met uh, Jason Redman, and I told him about my bad day. And then he told me about his. And mine wasn't so bad anymore. And that really helped me overcome that injury. And from there, you know, I'm... Other guys that were at the show, uh, you know, I've met with and worked out with. And for there, I've really been able to overcome and rebuild my body because my body has been my biggest challenge. It's let me down multiple times. That's awesome. That's good stuff right there. And, and you know, one of the things is that you didn't give up on your body because you're, I'm looking at you right here and you're, you're in good shape, man. You know, some guys would have let their body go and say, fuck it. And the next thing you know, they're, they're you know, barrel rolling, you know, 250, 270 pounds. Um, and that's what unfortunately leads our society, which is where I want to get into. Now, you were talking before, um, and you told me you had a, a bunch of employees um, in you know, all your, you know, your, your companies. And the question here is this. I mean, being that you are constantly hiring and bringing people in, you know, we talk about the millennial society. We talk about the younger guys, the mentality. Um, Give me a little bit of your input on that. I mean, since you are on that side and, and you're constantly in contact with workers, guys that are trying to make a living and going in there and trying to be successful, what's your take on these millennials? Well, I'm, I'm a real tough person to work for because uh, my motto is either uh, get on my level or get off my cloud. Real simple. So if you are you know, not willing to give the effort, energy, and enthusiasm, you don't make it 24, 48 hours in our office. So... We're pretty good at weeding people out quickly, mm-hmm. but what I've seen is there's people who walk in my office, we talk about it, say, hey, you know, how much are you looking to make this year? Oh, I'm looking to make 150000 a year, they'll tell me. Well, what are you looking to do for that? Well, I'll do anything. Well, and then they start talking about your hours, right? Well, you know, doors open around 7.15 and they close around 9 o'clock at night. And like, whoa, I can't do that. And they walk away. Mm-hmm. So not really willing to do everything, right, to, to, to make that money. So I always tell people, if... A $30,000 work ethic will never make you 150000 or $200,000. It's, it's 100%. not happening. It's yes. not happening. So I see with these younger generations, there's a couple of real hot shots that, that they know it, mm-hmm. they feel it. But uh, for the masses, I believe that our, our system has let them down. Our educational system doesn't teach them anything about finances, doesn't think, teach them anything about failure, uh, doesn't teach them anything about fight, the, not physically fighting, but the mental mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. They're picking yourself back up. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how, what happens over the next 10, 15 years with this, uh, the, new, the new millennials. 
Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a little bit of a struggle. You know, some guys are like, yeah, you got to teach them. You got to lead them the right direction. They need to be guided. Um, <clears throat> yes, to a certain extent, I agree. But the other aspect is that, you know, there's a certain grit. There's a certain determination, a commitment that has to be deep within them. And that's where I see the lack. I see the lack, you know, that they lack that commitment, that drive, that fortitude. Um, and, you know, we're hoping that through experiences in life, maybe they will build back up. But it's unfortunate. What I see in our society here is is a weakness, especially in men, a weakness in men coming up. Um, and, um, you know, that's not something that I'm happy about, you know, across the board. Demasculization has been part of the media propaganda for the past 15, 20 years. So if you want to know why this is happening to our young men, turn the, turn, turn the news on. They're eviscerating the male f fortitude, the toughness. Man, listen, the other day I was, uh, <clears throat> and I posted this on one of my stories on Instagram, and I, I went to the theater, and I see, like, you know, typically you walk through the theater, you know, you have your, your, your big photos of the upcoming movies, you know, you have, like, a, and I was walking, and every, literally, every movie upcoming had a female hero lead. And I started, and I, I turned to my wife, and I said, man, you know, what, what the hell is going on as far as being able to, um, to see men out there where are the john waynes where are the you know and i'm and i'm thinking to myself man this is just unbelievable where every everyone was a female lead and i'm like holy shit listen i have a daughter i have a seven-year-old daughter and you have daughters too and, and listen i'm all about women doing the best and, and you know they can't you know i i, I want to empower women but on the flip side don't emasculate men it has to be a win-win for everybody. Uh, ultimately, I want to touch on that. You know, my best salesman is a saleswoman. I, I love hiring strong women. I was raised by a strong woman. My mother is probably one of the strongest women I've ever met, smartest. Her mother uh, was a president of a union, which is unheard of back in that day. So um, I, I love strong, powerful women. But again, you can't demasculate a man to elevate someone else. 100% with that, 100%. So let's talk about our society in general nowadays, okay? So we talked about the millennials. Let's talk a little bit about what you see in your world as far as lending money to businesses and people coming up and things like that. Where do you see the biggest, the biggest need for someone coming in and, and starting small businesses and trying to grow because I'm, I'm seeing them all over the place except but I'm also seeing that they're fucking flopping right you know two years down the road it's like down the road you know you're seeing restaurants and and small businesses that have the capability or let me let me rephrase that they have the potential to be uh, at a much higher level but where do they fall where do you see that being that you're part of that world hey guys just a quick break in the action here listen you cannot miss the conclave of warriors to December 14 and 15, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, in the beautiful Ritz-Carlton. It's going to be an empowering, life-changing event. It is designed for entrepreneurs, business leaders, and of course, any warrior-minded individual, man or woman. All right, this is the type of event that you're going to walk out of with so much learned, so much that you can start implementing things into your life. This is not a sales conference. This is not some type of a motivational conference. This is more about connecting 
with each and every one of you for you to get something in the world of mental toughness, discipline, leadership, business skills, basically all around life skills to get you stronger on your path to becoming a better individual across all facets of your life conclaveofwarriors.com. Go grab your tickets. You can use the code INSPIRE and save $50 across all ticket levels. See you at the Conclave. The number one thing that I see is cash flow management. You could have the greatest idea. You could have the most phenomenal location. But if you don't know how to manage your cash flow on a daily, weekly, and annual basis, you're going to be out real quick. You know, um, one of my rules as a CEO is never, ever, run out of cash. No matter what happens, you do not run out of cash. Because once you have cash, out of, out of money, you're done. You see uh, Dick's Sporting Goods took over all of Sports Authority. Mm-hmm. Virtually the same exact store. Just two different management styles. Same product. One was probably debt-ridden, terrible management style. They're out of business, bankrupt. Dick's took them all over and they're thriving. So what I see on the Main Street USA is going to be cash flow cash flow management. Um, most 95% of all U.S. businesses are starting either your kitchen table or your garage, and slowly but surely you start to build on that. But another one of my rules is don't let a little bit of, ca- a little bit of success create a lot of bit of overhead. So someone gets a little bit of success, they taste it a little bit, and next thing they know, they're spending five times on marketing. They've moved into a location that they can't afford if they have one rainy day. So um, those are two things that really um, are hampering um, the Main Street USA, their lack of liquidity, their lack of ability to access it through the local banks. Um, they're either borrowing it from their friends, family, or sometimes their foes. What's your take on, and one of the things that I heard coming up on Wall Street was act as if, meaning, um, you know, even though you don't have it, you don't have the cash, you don't, you're, you haven't made it yet. Um, me personally, let me go into, you know, when I hired guys, one of the main things that I looked at when a guy was coming into my office was, first of all, I wanted to see his shoes, the way he tied his knot on his tie, okay, and what watch he was wearing. That's just my personal thing. I could tell a lot by an individual, guys that came from different firms and wanted to, to work independent. Um, and the way, obviously, that he, you know, whether he was timely, the way that he spoke, um, his knowledge base and all that good. But initially, my first, you know, those were the three things that I looked at. Um, what's your take on guys that are acting as if, you know, a lot of people say, hey, act as if you're a multimillionaire and, and you'll get there. I mean, what's your take on that philosophy? I'm a big believer in act as if you've been there before. Uh, act as if this is where I'm going. I may not be uh, the CEO today, but that's where I'm, that's where I'm headed. I'm not a big believer, act as if you're rich and go to the mall and just blow up your credit cards. That is just financial suicide. But when act as if you're the owner, walk in early, walk out late, say good morning to everyone in the office, uh, look sharp, dress the part. Just because you're dressed sharp doesn't mean it costs you $1,000 for the suit. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big believer in posture, right? So how is someone holding themselves? Are they making eye contact? That's what I want to see. I want, that's a, the acting I want. Absolutely. So if you're going to act as if you know, you're the CEO and you have no money and you're treating everyone to lunch, that, that to me is not a smart move. Yeah, that's um, the way I look at it is it's great to act 
All right, and it's great to to go out there and uh, um, you know look sharp and dress to kill. I'm a big believer that you want to be able to always be presentable, and you always be you know it doesn't matter where you go, you always want to be presentable because it's always that first time meeting that people are going to judge you by immediately, that first impression. Um, so that's good to know. Talk to me a little bit about what your leadership style is in your business. I'm a hands-on, lead by example, CEO. Um, I have my back office, and I have a desk right in the middle of the sales floor. I will not ask anyone to do something that I won't or can't do myself. I won't ask you to come early because if I won't be there early, but I'm there early. I won't ask you to stay late, but I'm there late. Um, I won't ask you to do things that are impossible, but I'll show you a proven way to get it done time and time again. Predictable actions will have predictable results. And that's what I do. I sit there and I have my actions every day. A good day, bad day, I'm smiling. Um, as I, you know, I went through a lot of shit in March, April. I showed up to work every day early, smile on, let laces tight a little tighter, belt one let's night not tighter, and it smiled and I just led by example. So leading by example is something very important for you. Are you happy when you go to work? I love it. I, I love the people that I've... Um, been able to surround myself with, the people that have joined our team, that show loyalty. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, what we do is we deliver uh, opportunity to small businessmen throughout the United States uh, by literally dropping in lump sums into their account every single day. And it's great to see someone who's doing twenty five, dollars $30,000 a year, a month in, in sales. They work with us a little bit, and six months down the road, they're at eighty-five, ninety thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. We just change their trajectory of their life and their family's life. See, in in, in your industry, though, you have to agree that there are a lot of sharks out there. Every okay. industry. Well, well, I'm saying I'm sure. right, but it's specifically when it comes to lending and alternative lending, and I'm mm -hmm. going to go down that road one second. The fact that you know you have honorable people, guys that are committed to helping others guys that are committed to, to, to serving a higher purpose, it's very important um, because a lot of people step out there and they're like, well, listen, you know, I mean, getting a loan, I'm going to get eaten by these sharks and blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, if you're doing it the right way and you're actually, you care about people, which seems to me like you do, you seem like you're a guy that is, is not just doing it because he wants to make money, but you're actually going out there because you're helping people. All right. To me, that is a warrior mindset. To me, that is such an important aspect of what you, what any individual, any any man should do in his life, to go out there, serve, and help others. Uh, being that you do it the way you do it, and that you're honorable in your way of doing it. Um, talk to me about your competition, and talk to me about how you handle and how you better yourself in your competition. Well, for the most part, I try and stay inside my four walls. I keep my eyes inside my four walls. Uh, this way I don't have to focus on them. There's a, Michael Phelps, I think, said it great. Uh, winners focus on winners and losers focus on winners too. Mm -hmm. So we keep everything in house so we don't let some of the outside drama really attach us or attack us. Um, for the most part, I'm a reputation over revenue guy 100% of the time. I would rather lose a sale than lose my reputation. Um, we've had people attack us uh, internally, externally for things that we haven't done. We fight every every complaint. And for that, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, gold standard with Dun & Bradstreet, which is really important to us. 
you know, the revenue is great, making the money is great, but having that reputation as someone who's going to stand up and fight for both my team and my merchants, uh, that's what I'm out here for. That's awesome, man. Good stuff. All right, let's switch hats a little bit here. Talk to me about your personal life, okay? Talk to me about how you do what you do and still maintain time to be a father and be a husband and enjoy life. It's funny you say that. This morning's meeting in my office, we talked about balance. And the answer was, there is no balance. Unfortunately, at this point in time, as we're doing the building and growing and expanding the business, that has 90% of my focus. So I have to actually literally make time. I, on, on the weekends, there's literally, you know, I shut off the phones. I'm with my four-year-old. I'm with the wife. You know, most of the time when I'm with my wife, I'm either sleeping next to her on the couch or in the bed. So um, we really have to take time and dedicate it to the family. Um, we've scheduled vacations. That's when they have me 100%. Uh, we schedule time to go to the mall, um, basic lunches. If we have to physically schedule that time or else it's just not going to be there. I'm con consumed by, you know, growing, expanding uh, both dynamic capital and my team that I have underneath me. Does your wife support you? Without her, there's nothing. Without her support, nothing's possible. I'm just a guy sitting at home. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. But she really, like, she's the oil. She's the glue. She keeps it all together. Um, she's 100% supportive. And, you know, even before I had, when I first started dating her, things were great. Within three, four months of, of us being together, that industry, I was in collapsed. Mm. So we were together six, seven, eight months, and there was nothing. And she just was the rock, and she deserves everything that uh, that we have together. That's awesome. I mean, you know, the fact is that someone could stay with you through rough times, and I've said it again. You know, I was a Wall Street broker, doing very well, had my own independent firm, and then all of a sudden said, listen, I need to find a higher purpose in life and became a police officer making forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year. So that was financially, it was a destructive move. Okay. However, she hung, she hung in there and she supported me and I knew that I would come back around one way or another. And I just felt like that was my plan. It was my calling. And, and here we are today. And I'm blessed to say that, yeah, she stuck by me and she was strong as hell. Mm -hmm. and, and here we are now, you know, and, and definitely headed in the right direction. Um, so I agree, man, having a partner that can support you, um, a, a partner that can see that vision with you and you could share it with her that's worthless. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there, there's no price tag to it. There, it's just, you, you can't, you can't put it out there. Um, talk to me about your family as far as your parents and your, and your um, mom and your dad <laughs> and all that. It, it's an ongoing joke. And I say this all the time. My dad uh, was a drill instructor. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother was a teacher. My mother used to teach me her lessons and my dad would drill them into me. But uh, he funny. was very, <laughs> my, my parents to this day are mission critical. They have a, an agenda, uh, uh, something needs to get done. It is getting done. Um, great people. Um, my dad has two temperaments, fury when he's happy, rage when he's upset. But um, he's a great guy. And my mother is probably the smartest, smartest person we've ever met and, and an angel for putting it with my dad, who's a, definitely a great guy as well. Um, my father has taught me so many things from being a dad to the hard work to, you know, it, it, it all clicked for me in my mid-20s when I heard that voice in my head. Don't cut corners, Stephen. 
do it right the first time or do it again. And and once I I, I just listened to those two simple yeah. words of advice, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it, it all came around. And uh, my dad and I butted heads definitely. He, if you ever read uh, Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, oh, yeah, of course. You know my dad who has made a great life for his family, and 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 there's no complaints there. Uh, if you read the book, he'd be considered poor dad, right? Mm-hmm. And I was always the entrepreneurial mindset, you know, mm-hmm. creating, developing, wanting to build something. Sure. And my dad wanted me to be the corporate guy. The So that was a big friction in, in my 20s. Um, that was, you know, at the same time, my mom always supported me. So awesome. we had it there. Talk to me about your rituals your morning rituals you know when you wake up in the morning and and you do things everyone has them you know what i'm saying i mean Mm -hmm. i know that physicality is important to you fitness is important to you you were talking about that you do your runs you know talk to me about that so i've trained my body to literally pop out of bed before 45 a.m it's just a a thing um yesterday for some reason um i slept through it i had and i had my alarm set for 5 a.m so it's 5 a.m., the alarm's going off. I'm like, my, my, my wife, what's that noise? What's that noise? She looked at me, she goes, that's your alarm. Go ahead and turn it off. So um, <laughs> so usually, you know, I, um, alarm goes off, eyes open, feet hit the floor. You know, and then I have my, my dedicated things. You know, fuel up, coffee, water, uh, put the sneakers on, hit the road, and get out on the street with my dog. And you don't even realize that you're, you're awake till you're, you know, half a mile into, the, mm-hmm. into, your, into your run. So I like to get at least, you know, two, three miles in the morning just to get the blood flowing, yeah. uh, give my dog some purpose, wear him out a little bit. And then my morning is take my little girl to school, drop her off over there. And uh, I have 25 minutes to give her a 25 minute lecture and power hour that she's probably <laughs> humming a different song in her head. But yeah. I have a captive audience and That's I have awesome. the driver and I'm not an Uber, so she's going to listen. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good shit. Um, yeah, I mean, look, so, you know, there, there, there are times in life where you step back and you say, you know what, would you have it any other way? And I say, no way, or at least not my life, you know, it is what it is. There's so many doors that we could have taken that would have been the easy way, right? Absolutely. I right? opted for B. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the easy way. I'll take the other way. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think I would have it any other way. Um, where I am right now in my life, I, I believe, um, at this point I'm at the pinnacle and there's so much more to go. There's so many more levels to, to reach. Talk to me about surrounding yourself with the right people. Oof, take it from someone who surrounded himself with all the wrong people for many years. Um, you don't know that you're with the wrong people until after they're gone. You don't realize you know, that they're uh, the back-end negativity that's happening or if they're not living the same purpose, if you're not aligned on thought, it really is not a, a good partnership or even um, a relationship. Um, I talked about this morning in my morning's meeting. I say, don't be afraid to pour the gas and light the fucking match and burn that bridge if it's not the right bridge for you. Amen. But when you find the right people, right? I mean, I look, whether it's my wife or my friends, I've had the same five friends since I was 18 years old. All self-made guys. One selling something else, you know, one, my one buddy reinvented himself as a landscaper. Now he does all Trump's properties. You know, another guy is the king of closeouts. Another one of my buddies is the, the king of perfumes. So we've all made it together. Um, we've all bonded. We were the same, same buddies since 18 years old. Mm-hmm. So those are my right guys. Those are my right people all time. Um, in my office, I have a great, great crew. Um, whether it's, you know, my admin, Mel, who's probably, 
you know, been with me. She's seen the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my managers, my team, my staff, my, my brokers, everyone um, that I have right now, we're aligned and moving together uh, in thought and action. Talk to me about your morning meetings that you have at work. I mean, do, do you feel that that is needed? Do you feel that it really aligns your team? That's two things. Um, a lot of it's for me, right? I want to see everyone's eyes. I, I, I bring everyone together um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're just talking topical stuff. Tuesday, Thursday, we're nuts and bolts. Um, but my morning meetings allow me to really gauge everybody. I could look in their eyes and I could see if they're present. I could see if they're having a bad day. And I know the look when the guy's ready to go. I've seen it too many times. The eyes are wandering in the air. So for me, I get a feel for my team, where they are, who needs a little extra coaching for the day. And for them, I'm constantly dropping knowledge on them. They get better every day. Our numbers seem to be going up. So chances are it might be working. Good. It keeps you sharp too. Every time I teach them, and I, and I stress this to my other guys, the more you teach someone else a specific topic, the better you become at that topic. Totally. And many of the pitches and the rebuttals and the actions that I've created over six, seven, eight years, sometimes you forget about it to refresh mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And they're really strong and powerful when they work. That's, uh, that's good stuff right there. That's a good gem because the reality is you, know, you do get sharper the more you teach. And the sharper you become, no doubt. All right, so let's get into a little bit about your spirituality, okay? Not necessarily religion so much, but how do you do it were to kind of silence that inner voice at time that maybe um, is leading you down that wrong path or you're, or you're trying, there's so much going on in your life that you, sh- you got to shut things down. I mean, how do you get that clarity in your life that maybe for lack of a better word, that stability? Well, I certainly believe in higher power. You know, someone that's bigger, stronger, um, looking over me um, many times. Um, Organized religion, something I'm not as strong as I probably should be. But from a spiritual perspective, you know, I believe that if I don't do right, someone's going to do me wrong. Um, There's a yin and yang in life. And um, I try you know, to bring my best everywhere I go because of this, right? Um, when I'm running, if I make a commitment, I got to go this distance, I'm going that distance. When I say, hey, I'm going to make this many calls that day, I make that many calls. Why? Because I believe I have to answer to someone else. Uh, my children, I'm always their father. I've never been late one time to pick them up in the 15 years that I've had kids. Um, I, I'm just not about to let someone down because I believe that there's someone else looking over me that I have to answer to. How important is honor to you? It's uh, your word as a man is all that you have. If you have no honor, you're not a man. There, there's, you're, you're nothing, right? For me, I, I don't associate, you can't come in my circle. So I, I don't really know too many people who don't have honor. There's, they're everywhere, but they're not in my circle. They're, they're invisible to me. What's your definition of courage? In your life? My definition of courage is just doing something that you're scared shit of. Doing it anyway. Mm. You know, whether it's coming up here and getting on a uh, podcast, my first one ever, or standing in front of 200 people, or sitting down with your child and and, and talking about their problems and their issues. Mm. I mean, for me, that's taken the most is everything else I can handle, the pain, uh, physical, mental, it's all happening to me. Uh, But when it happens to your children, um, 
that to me takes a little more courage to sit down and, and really deal with that. Um, fear, overcoming it, that's courage. Everyone has fear. Not everyone could overcome their fear. True, uh, 100%. What is your biggest fear? <sighs> Failing my family. Um, my, my number one thing is, is, is not being able to provide for my family. I've had those days and in, in back in, you know, 2008, nine, when the, just the world was a mess, looking over your kids' cribs, being like, God, how am I going to feed, feed these kids? And my wife says it's a ism, but I carry that with me in my back pocket every morning. Every morning I talk about that to myself. When I'm out there, when I'm, when I'm just thinking about what I have to do today, I, the only thing I'm really fear, fear, fearful of is not being able to keep the roof over the head for the kids, let them keep, let their lifestyle diminish. So let me, let's start talking a little bit about a subject that I'm a, you know, I am very passionate about. Okay. It's about taking action and being decisive. Okay. In your life. And that fear that we're talking about, because I think most men out there um, fear the fact that they're not going to be able to put you know, something on the table for their kids. They're not going to be able to give their kids a livelihood or, or their family. On the flip side to that, I have a question for you, and here it is. Do you feel that fear is also a dream killer? Fear basically stops people from taking action and doing things in their life because they are fearful of what we just talked about. You know, you know, they're just scared. They don't want to. They don't want to put it out there. They don't want to be all in, and that's the big problem that I see with our society. People don't make the commitment because they're fearless. They're fearful. Great, great question. Great point. You're going to be fear. You're going to be stifled by fear if you have no why and no purpose. If you don't know why you're doing it, you're probably not going to do it. If you're scared of doing something and you have no reason other than, hey, just for your own self-want, you're probably not going to do it. But if you know, hey, if I do this, my family will have a better life. If I do this, my grandmother could get this treatment. If I do this, this can happen for the better. That's a whole different situation. You're willing to cross that bridge. You're willing to take that chance, take that leap of faith. But if you're just doing it for no, you don't know why you're doing it, probably likely you're just going to sit there and, mm -hmm. and be stagnant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a, um, a saying, you know, procrastination is like masturbation. In the end, you only end up fucking yourself. Yep. <laughs> like that. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we do see a, uh, a lack of commitment in a lot of men in this society. And uh, the fact is that fear, I believe, is, is a problem. It's, you know, there's a lot of people that are fe fearful out there. Um, now, I'm going to switch to a, another topic here that I'm a big believer in, and, and uh, I think that is something that you embody very well, okay? It's confidence, right? Self-confidence. Um, how do you think, I mean, being in your position now and having the self-confidence, not only because you're successful, but you've aligned your, your life pretty well, um, let's talk about that, all right? How did you get to a level, how, were you always a confidence individual? No, probably not. Not internally. I may have externally exuded it. But just like everyone out there, you have fears and doubts and question yourself. But over years and years of overcoming that, right? Well, I thought I couldn't do that. Well, look, I did it. Look, I didn't think that could happen. That did it. So uh, your constant small successes and acknowledging your successes keep 
building your confidence. Confidence is not something that most people are born with. Um, it's something that's built. Um, look, my daughter teaching her how to drive. To drive when she first started driving, she wasn't confident driving. Right, but she kept doing it and going out there, and she made a crazy turn, and then she made the right turn, and all of a sudden now she's got some confidence in her driving skills. Um, just same thing with a with a human human being. You have to put yourself out there. You have to take the beatings. You got to thicken the skin. You got to get the scars, and that develops the confidence. A hundred percent. And you know, a lot of people think that it's just the failures that you learn from. I disagree. I think you learn from both. You learn from failures and successes. And realistically, you know, they both increase that confidence, that self-confidence. Totally. Awesome. Good. hundred percent with that. You know, and how, what I mean, what is your outlook here for you over the next five years? Okay. Where do you, Steve Edison, where do you want to be? I want to continue to be an industry leader. I want to continue to build winners across the board. Um, get my 15-year-old through high school and off to college and out of the nest and grow my children into autonomous children. Um, continue to build my relationship with my wife and uh, build on that. I'm really happy where I am if I could just see a natural progression over the next three, five, six, six years of just compounding where I am today. I have uh, excellent opportunities in front of me people reaching out to us to do business um, that could really exponentially explode our growth if we decide to go that that level. So um, the next three to five years for our outlook is, is absolutely positive. Um, I'd like to see ours um, two or three more locations, maybe some West Coast presence, but right now we're really happy with the trajectory that, that we're going. Are you a big goal setter? I'd like to say uh, yes, because literally we write them down every month, every week. Uh, I have them written on multiple boards. Mm -hmm. um, but most of my goals are, are from a business perspective, mm -hmm. not necessarily from a personal perspective. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like you know, I, I may push too hard uh, with those relationships to get those. Mm -hmm. So I kind of let those play out naturally. Mm -hmm. um, but things I can control are my business, or my business goals. And, and that's where my primary focus on is quote-unquote goal setting, goal setting. Awesome. Um, at home with your wife and your kids, do you do any type of goal setting or anything like that? Or are you just more of you know laid back individual at home? My wife is the chief executive officer <laughs> <laughs> of that house, right? Yes, so sir. I pretty much, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm one of her, uh, you know, uh, uh -huh. I'm, I'm her COO. So gotcha. we kind of let her dictate the destiny uh -huh. over there. And, you know, she does a phenomenal job and she kind of lets me focus on, on running my business and her businesses, our, our house and our home. Awesome, man. That's great stuff. All right, what I'm going to let you do here is, you know, give out your information as far as, you know, you know, Instagram or Facebook where people can follow you and, and a little bit tidbit about your company. Sure. Uh, you can follow me at Stephen Edisis. That's S-T-E-V-E-N-E-D-I-S-I-S, -E -E -I -I uh, both on Facebook and Instagram. I've taken a little hiatus from the Instagram and, and the social media, but I think Rafa has brought me back into the fold. Um, my company, Dynamic Capital, you can reach us at www.dynamiccap.com. That's D-Y-N-A-M-I-C-C-A-P.com. And uh, anything else you guys need, you can always uh, send a message through there, and I'd love to hear from you guys. All right, guys, what I'm going to do is when uh, this uh, show comes out, I'll be linking this to the uh, website. I'll be linking uh, his uh, 
direct uh, connect to Facebook, Instagram, and to his company. So um, obviously, as always, uh, we ask you that uh, because somebody that we bring on and they're they're definitely vetted by myself. This guy is a straight up dude, and uh, he's legit across the board. All Thank right. You, so Ralph. if I you're gonna, if you're going to bring business, bring it his way, especially if you're in this area. Uh, no doubt about it. All right, guys, Steve. Brother, thank you, thank you for being you. on, man. It was an honor to have you on, and certainly you you are one of those go-getters out there that in my world, you are a warrior, no doubt about it. Thank All you, All right, sir. brother. Talk soon, man. Appreciate it. And there you have it. What a great conversation here with Steve Edison. All right, learned so much from it. I mean, there's so much that you can truly start implementing into your life. All right, just break it down. Go back to basics. I mean, what we were speaking about here is very basic stuff, especially if you're out there starting your business you know, for the first time or have an idea going forward or understanding that, hey, you know what? There are going to be some hiccups along the way, but you're going to keep on pushing forward and ultimately you're going to make it, right? You're going to be successful. Just stay the course. All right, guys, Conclave of Warriors. I know that I've said it a few times already. I want to see you there conclaveofwarriors.com December 1415 in the beautiful Ritz Carlton go grab your tickets today until next time your life may be challenging and full of dangers but never retreat your last battle may be your greatest victory